0: It's week eight of the NFL season and let me tell you, there's a redemption arc of this week. It might not just be on the field, but maybe on TDs and threes as well. Smithy is alongside of me while our man Teed is, well, we don't know where he is, to be honest. He, all we know is he's in the another continent, but in terms of he might be in the sky, he might be in Miami, he he could be anywhere, our man, but Smithy, we know he's having a great time. How are you?
1: I can confirm, little Teed update, he is in Miami. Staying in one of the nicer hotel rooms I've ever laid my eyes on. So um, we know for a fact that he is kicking back like the absolute king he is right now. And um, yeah, he'll be uh, down there dancing on the beach with DJ Khaled in no time.
0: Yeah, it was very nice of Pitbull to shout in his room, I thought. But that's just the kind of man that he is.
1: (laughs) Yeah, he he makes friends very easily, our man. So I'm sure he'll be uh, partying with the big dogs. Look out, Jimmy Butler.
0: absolutely and for a man that doesn't listen it's extraordinary the amount of pull that he has with people
1: unbelievable really you know it, it, that people will be giving him stuff and he'll say thanks mate because he's forgotten their name
0: <laughs> absolutely let's get stuck into it mate we begin with the game that we teased as the number one pick and it is and it's rightly so it's bucks v ravens and this is where amazon makes their money
1: yeah, this is I – th- I have a feeling that this game is going to make up for the last six Monday, uh, Thursday Night Football games because I think this is going to be an absolute cracker. We've got the Bucks, who, let's be honest, and we, we spoke about it in, in a lot of detail on the, the review show, so if you haven't checked that out, please go and do so. But we touched on the Bucs and how this is probably the low point of Tom Brady's career. They're at home on a short week. They are missing big-name players. Antoine Winfield Jr. is out. They're missing offensive linemen. They're missing Sean Murphy bunting. Their secondary is no good right now. Uh, They are playing fourth and fifth stringers in the secondary. The lucky thing for them is the Ravens aren't going to throw the ball through the air as their first preference offensively. We know that they're going to want to get the running game involved, but it's not like the Bucs even stopped the run last week against my Panthers. They gave up over 170 rushing yards. So this game shapes beautifully for Baltimore, I think. They weren't great last week. They were okay. They did what they had to do against the Browns to get over the line. Lamar Jackson's had a few quiet weeks throwing the football I can see this being his chance to make a statement and have a big game offensively. There's just no light at the end of the tunnel for the Bucks. They played that poorly last week, and they are losing players, impactful players, who played in that team last week to injury. So personnel-wise, they're getting even worse. Yes, they're at home. I don't think... Tom Brady's lost three games in a row too many times in his career. I'd, I'd have to research that stat a bit deeper to find out how many times it's actually happened. But I can't imagine it being a common occurrence, Daz. So mm. I feel like the Bucks are going to put up a little bit of a fight. But Baltimore are just a way better team at this point of the season. And I feel like it would be uh, irresponsible to tip against them in this one. So I'm going to tip Baltimore.
0: I just... Tom Brady's career has been that good that he could be playing the worst football of his career against the team that's led for the third most amount of time in the league so far that have a better record than them and they're still favorite. Yeah. You can. Okay. Well, I'm glad I pulled it out. But the the, the Ravens are outsiders in this one. It's extraordinary, but I think they're going to get the job done.
1: Yeah, I agree. I I just feel like Ravens are are too good of a team. If they lose this, they slip into a bit of a hole at um, four and four. So the the way they've played this year, it's too good to drop to that record. I think they win.
0: I like it. Let's move on from one aging quarterback that's in a hole to another. The Packers are taking on the Bills. And speaking of stats, mate, I was reading this earlier today. This is the game where the line has moved more than any other in the week leading up to it. So seven days ago at midday Australia time, uh, the line was seven and a half. That line is now 11 and a half and has been as high as 12 in Australia. That is, that's the biggest move all week. Rogers is in a hole. And the difference between him and Brady is Brady says he's going to fix it and Rodgers wants other people to fix it. And that really shits me. Almost for that reason alone, I think the Bills win. Other than the fact that the Bills are, I still think, the best team in football. I'd still have Josh Allen as the number one quarterback in the league. I think Stefan Diggs has an absolute massive game and I'm looking forward to this one. But I think the Bills get the job done. Whether you'll take it in the certs, I'm not sure either way because the big lines have been good for those that take the plus, but the bills, they're not playing in many close games. So I'll take them in this one. And the story next week is Matt LaFleur might be gone because they're not getting rid of Aaron.
1: Yeah. They're locked into Aaron Rodgers until he retires. Now let's be perfectly honest about that. And even if they were contemplating trading him, he's got a thumb injury and hasn't played that great. So what team is going to want to take that on? You know, it's, the it's Colts, very, they're
0: looking for an aging quarterback.
1: Yeah, well, the Colts could be someone who take a chance on Jesus. We'll talk about that very briefly later. But yeah, the Bills, there's absolutely no reason to tip against them at this moment. Um you know, before the bye they were dominant and you know, they've had that week's rest. The Packers, they're banged up. J.R. Alexander how is he going to bounce back this week? Because he got absolutely torched by Terry McLaurin last week. And for someone who has carried a reputation of a top three cornerback in the NFL for the last few seasons, it'll be interesting to see how he goes because I think Stefan Diggs has been maybe the best wide receiver in the NFL this season. Um, Tyree Kill's putting up big numbers, but Stefan Diggs has been unbelievable. And we know that, the connection he has with Josh Allen is deadly. So how will Jair Alexander play against Stefan Diggs is going to be the matchup I watch. I agree with you. I think the Bills win really easily. Um, They're at home. It's going to suit them. The, The game is pretty much setting up for them to win. The Packers would need to improve drastically. And I haven't been able to trust the coach since the start of the season. So I'm damn sure not trusting him right now.
0: Yeah, the only way you can think the Packers are going to win this game is if either Aaron Jones or Alan Lazard end up in the non-QB MVP vote. It's going to have to be a performance of that magnitude. Let's go to a divisional game, mate. We're going to go to the Rams and the Niners for your second one.
1: Yeah, the divisional games are what I'm looking forward to this week because we've got some absolute crackers on the slate, and we'll touch on a few of those later. But... This is always a great game, the Rams and the 49ers. It's a genuine rivalry. The players on both teams talk about it. They hate each other, the Rams and the 49ers. They really do. And we've got a lot of uh, listeners here in Australia, Daz, so they might understand this reference, but it's got a lot of Hawthorne versus Geelong about it in the uh, late 2000s, early 2010s, because the streak... In the regular season is now up to eight for the San Francisco 49ers, but the Rams won the playoff game last year. So it's got that Hawthorne Geelong feel. I think with a week under his belt, Christian McCaffrey is going to get a lot more involved in this offense. And even though the Rams have had the bye and they should be well rested, they weren't playing well at all before the bye. They only just beat my Panthers at home and the 49ers. They started off well against the Chiefs. Their players looked rusty coming back from injury. They've got an extra week worth of practice back in them. And at this point, Kyle Shanahan absolutely owns Sean McVay in the regular season. And I don't think there's a reason for that to change. So I'm going to tip the 49ers.
0: I am scratching my head for good enough reasons to articulate to the people, and I'm not sure I've got it. I've sometimes just got to go with a hunch. I think the Rams win this game and I don't think it's going to be a great game to watch if I'm being honest. It's got that divisional 19 to 14 kind of scrap feel about it this game, I think. So um, I'm looking forward to it. I I think we're going to get a defensive masterclass here by both teams in a sense of there's not going to be too many easy plays and it's just going to be won by the quarterback who takes more risks. And for mine, that's Stafford. It could genuinely be last play of the game. It's either a pick six or a touchdown to win it. I'll just back him in not to throw a pick six. And the more I say it, the more I'm doubting my tip. But I'll stick with it and say the Rams. Because if anyone's going to throw a pick six this year, it's going to be Matthew Stafford to lose a game. But I'm backing in the Rams again. Why do I do this to myself, Smithy? You know me better than Backing yourself into most a corner, people. our man. Absolutely. it's The confidence was just draining the longer I went. Let's go to the Seahawks and the Giants. Now, we've talked about some games this year that have been the battle of mediocrity. This is the battle of improvement. This is just a genuine corker between two teams that, again, I reiterate, their win-loss combined this year was six. Yeah. The Giants have won pretty much that on their own.
1: Yeah, they have. They're six and one.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's like, I don't know why I said pretty much. Yeah. No one can explain this. Bookies can't explain it. All the Giants fans that got on the piss and took the over because they had faith are swimming right now. I feel like the housing market in New York might be going up and up and up and up and up. And we have found ways, haven't we, Smithy, to tip against the Giants to believe that it's not real. Yeah, I'm going to give them the ultimate jinx. I'm going to tip the Giants. The I'm doing the exact. End, I'm doing I'll the exact same <laughs>
1: thing. <laughs> I'm doing the exact same thing. I have tipped against them in every game this year. Yeah. And they're six and one. Yeah. So I'm tipping them now and they're going to lose. I can just see it. I can see it happening, mate.
0: Yeah. Throw all your, what you should be doing there is putting the Seahawks in your certs. I
1: That's... am going to, don't you worry. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Because we will then realize, is it Brian Dable that's doing this or is it us?
1: Or is it Smithy who's yeah, the ultimate need- jinx? I don't think I have any analytical or you know theoretical analysis towards this game. It is purely an experiment. I've got my <laughs> science lab coat on. I've got my goggles. I've got my PPE. And I'm running an experiment here. Is Smithy the ultimate New York Giants Moz? Let's find out. <laughs>
0: looking forward to it. But of course, Gino. I mean, if there are any awards this early in the season that are wrapped up, just give him the comeback player of the year, Neil, and thank everyone else for trying.
1: And you could have a look at the uh, – well, they don't have a, a recognisable most improved like the NBA do, but the quarterback on the other side of the field would be in yeah. the running for that award if they had it, I think, because Daniel Jones has been really good. These – He's fourth in the NFL for runs over 10 yards in all positions, not just quarterbacks. Yeah, crazy. He's trailing just Nick Chubb, Lamar Jackson, and Saquon Barkley, his teammate, um, for yards 10-plus or more on a run. Mm. So like, he's been fantastic with his legs, and he's not turning the ball over, which is the massive thing that we always spoke about with Daniel Jones. He'd make those back-breaking mistakes, throw a bad interception, fumble the ball, fall over in open space. But those mistakes haven't been happening this year, and it's really reflecting on the way the Giants are going. So I'm going to tip the Giants for the first time this year, fully knowing that they'll probably lose now.
0: Yeah. I I hate to kick a team... Here, but I'm going to. But can you imagine someone with Brian Dable's situational maturity with the Chargers with Justin Herbert?
1: They'd be 14 and 0 after nine <laughs> weeks, <laughs> and that's not possible.
0: It <laughs> isn't. Let's go to the Raiders and the Saints. This is this stood out to me in terms of you picking this game. I'm intrigued to see why you've gone for it.
1: I feel like this is going to be a really interesting game because they're two teams who if you showed me these records before the start of the season and said the Raiders and the saints are going to have this record at week eight or probably wouldn't have believed you because I was high on the saints. I thought they were, they were my pick to win the NFC South. And I thought the Raiders were a playoff team in the, in the NFC, uh, AFC West. Sorry, but for them to be two and four and two and five respectively is a shock to me. It really is going to be an interesting matchup because this screams do or die for both sit for both teams, I believe. Um if the Raiders fall another game behind in that AFC West and um, the Chiefs are on by and so are the Chargers. So they if they drop another game, they can't get that advantage back. They'll have equal amount of games for the rest of the season, and it's gonna put them behind the eight ball. And it's the same with the Saints because if the Falcons win against my Panthers this week, they go up to four and four. The Saints will be two and six, two games behind. And that's going to make it hard for them. And no matter how well they go at the end of the season, being two games behind halfway through isn't ideal. So both of these teams are going to be desperate to win this game. Andy Dalton will be starting again for the Saints which is a concern, although he did move the ball down the field despite the turnovers. So I see where Dennis Allen is coming from, because if you eliminate those backbreaking turnovers, he had over 400 yards passing Daz, which, you know, it's, it's nothing to sneeze at. So he showed that he can move the ball up and down the field. I don't trust the Raiders defense just yet. And I don't know if they convinced me that much beating the Texans last week the Saints despite not being great this year have had a pretty good run defense so if they can shut down Josh Jacobs who has legitimately carried this offense this season and put Derek Carr in some uncomfortable situations he could be liable to one of those meltdown games that we saw last year in Atlanta when he had about six turnovers by himself I just have a funny feeling that the Saints are going to win this game I I've, I'm putting my faith in them. They're at home. It's a big trip for Las Vegas, um, and the Saints. There's trade rumors around Alvin Kamara. I can see him having a big game. I just have a vibe around the Saints for this one. So yeah, I'm tipping New Orleans.
0: He could be a Moz. He could be the vibing. He's manifesting. yeah, I man. Where is he at? Seriously. Raiders win I could this be a game. Prophet. Yeah, Raiders win this game and win it comfortably for mine. Let's move on to the Browns and the Bengals. And I'm actually going to park the Browns a little bit here. And I want to talk about the Bengals because I know you and Teed picked them not to make the playoffs. And we still don't know whether that's true or not. That's not where I'm going with this. But what a team does when you're trying to build into a season is they kind of got an easy kill being the Falcons. And by easy kill, I mean everyone played well. Burrow played well. Wide receivers were awesome. And then as a building team, you think, all right, we're back. And I reckon in that moment, you want to play a good team and just see how back you are. And they've got the two and five Browns. I think if the Bengals lose this game, I think I can comfortably say they're not winning a playoff game. I think it shows too much psychological weakness for mine. I'm going to back them in to win the game, but, in terms of what we're going to learn about a team, I would almost put this as the number one slate, maybe behind the bucks Ravens, in terms of what we're going to learn. But if we come out of this game and the Browns get the win, put a line through the Bengals for mine. They're just simply not ready. And, and compared to last year, going a bit backwards, and they'll have plenty to think about. I'm going to back them that they get it done, but tour, watch this space.
1: Yeah, I agree 100%. If they can't beat the Browns, who. Let's be honest, they're playing bad football at the moment. And yeah. I think the the sugar rush that was Jacoby Brissett at the start of the season has well and truly turned into dental cavities. And you know the Browns fans are realizing that Deshaun Watson maybe is the answer, as hard as that may be to stomach for some Browns fans. But Jacoby Brissett just isn't the guy to lead you to success. And I feel like the Bengals are getting into their groove now I look at their Super Bowl run last year and that does not scream mental fragility to me. That screams the absolute opposite. Um, you know, Joe Burrow got sacked nine times against the Titans and they still managed to find a way to win that game. They were down before the half in Arrowhead against the Chiefs and find a way, found a way to come back in that second half. They took punches from the Rams and were right there in the last minute to try and win the game. So I feel like this Joe Burrow-led offence is tough and it is resilient, but I I just don't quite trust them to be back at that same point as last year. However, I do expect them to win this game pretty comfortably and, and at least show that they're still a very good team on their night.
0: I reckon there are certain games that we would have looked at preseason smithy and just gone these are why we have quick fire games they these are just gonna be crap and i would argue preseason that a week eight patriots jets game would have filled that mold pretty beautifully this has got some intrigue around it now that mac jones has been named as the startup i mean what's happening there the jets are flying they've kind of gone under the radar considering how well the giants are going Wrapped with intrigue this one. If the Patriots lose this, Dazzling's Bill Belichick call might be becoming a bit more fruitful.
1: Maybe. Yeah, we speak about we speak about the bingo card quite often on this show, and yeah. a um an in-depth preview of the Jets and Patriots in week eight definitely wasn't my bingo <laughs> card. Um I thought this would go straight to D V D and avoid box office, but I think this is an extremely interesting game, to be honest, because we've got the quarterback controversy in New England and we sort of took the piss about the Dallas quarterback controversy with Teed and tried to wind him up because we know Dak Prescott is his favorite human of all time and throwing in the, the Cooper rush um, MVP stuff and saying that he's really, we knew, we knew none of that was true. We were just doing it to wind Teed up, but I think this is real, this quarterback controversy because If Mac Jones comes out in the first quarter of this game and makes a few mistakes and they put in Baileys out, what does that say about Mac Jones' future in New England? And it's not like they've got a bad defense to come up against. This is the Jets' defense full of young guns who are flying around and making life extremely difficult for everyone. They held the Broncos to nine points last week. We know that offense has been... Uh, abysmal all season but they still held them to nine points they held the Packers to 10 points the week before this is a defense that is absolutely humming at the moment um, and for Mac Jones it's not going to be easy he's got Sauce Gardner who's going to be covering the Patriots best receiver DJ Reed someone who I spoke about in the preseason has been absolutely awesome they've got good play out of veterans like LaMarcus Joyner and CJ Mosley, you know, these, these kind of guys are really stepping up and Quinn and Williams is leading that defensive line into one of the best defensive lines in the NFL. He's been enormous. Uh, he's realizing the potential that saw him getting picked with the number three overall pick in 2019. So it's re- going to be really interesting to see how the Patriots go. Um, they looked terrible against the Chicago Bears uh, in primetime at Foxborough. They go to New York in this game, East Rutherford, New Jersey, to be specific. And they are the Jets are three-point underdogs in this game, which really surprised me because yes, they lost Brees Hall, who's been a major factor, let's be honest. But Michael Gart Michael Carter proved last year that he's definitely capable of handling a load and they bought in James Robinson, who's going to be very valuable in those short yardage situations. So I think their run game is going to be just fine. They haven't lost any big pieces on defense. Are people just underestimating the Jets still, or am I missing something? Mm-hmm
0: could be like the uh, the bucks being favorites i think they're just backing in the man in charge to somehow get it done but i'm with you and have we seen a you'll know the history of the nfl a bit better than i will mate but have we ever had a quarterback controversy between two blokes that were chosen yes in different drafts 230 picks apart uh probably not it's extraordinary and i don't know if it's a bit of both between Old BZ, oh, it, it's one of the worst nicknames in footy. It's not even mine, but initials really. When you've got a nickname, when you've got a last name like Bailey does, I mean, come on, BZ, yeah. do better, media.
1: There's, um, there's got to be something better than that.
0: Yeah, and you, especially when we're coming out with like Brees Lightning, like, come on, there, there is a a global shift that needs to happen in the quality of nicknames, and that's coming from the men who invented the shit ones. So do better. Shout, I, I just shout out Iron incredible. Eagle.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah. But I think this quarterback controversy is extraordinary. And for those that aren't a massive fan of Mac Jones and you're leading that purely and simply for Brian Burns, Mm -hmm. Jets win. And you know what? I'm calling it. I'm going double digits in this one.
1: Oh, my Lord. Fly Jets, fly.
0: Absolutely. So, Patriots, what have you got? Uh I think Patriots are the 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 Giants for me. I don't reckon I've tipped them right all year except for maybe week one when I picked the Dolphins. Uh let's go to another divisional game. And the winner of this game, am I correct in saying we'll be leading the division, Smithy? I'm trying uh, to have a look at on, the tiebreaker.
1: Depends on the Buccaneers result. Okay. So if the if the Bucks lose and the mm. Panthers win, the Panthers will be first because of the tiebreaker. And if the Falcons win and the Bucks lose, the Falcons will be first. But if the Bucks okay. win, Don't they have it. the tiebreaker over yeah, Atlanta. Okay. Atlanta, yeah. okay.
0: Well, stuff it. We think the Ravens are going to win. So, the winner of this game is going to be leading the division. What? <laughs> Did anyone have that? Speaking of the bingo card, not only was that not there, that wouldn't have made eight bingo cards, if we're being completely honest. And you know what? I think this is just the, the one word that comes to mind about this game. For me, fun. I yep. just get the feeling this is going to be fun to watch. The the Panthers look like they're enjoying themselves immensely. The Falcons are beautifully chaotic at the moment. I'm really looking forward to this one. Unfortunately, my friend, I'm gonna to have to tip the Falcons because I, I think they are the better side and the sugar rush of the Panthers after making the big move, I think might end. But this this has got the makings of a, a high scoring, really fun game to watch that we sit back and go, not enough people watched it live. That's my instinct, but I'm going to take the Falcons.
1: Yeah, I'm also tipping the Falcons. Um, I I totally agree with you with the sugar rush comment. I think the Panthers would have been so pumped up to play Tom Brady last week, but I think the re- real reality of the Carolina Panthers this year is that we're a bad football team. And I think that's going to be on show. Uh, PJ, PJ Walker, he, can't perform the way he did last week. That, that, that's not him. Um, I've watched enough of him in preseason, and even in you know training camp. And the the PJ Walker we saw on in the Buccaneers game isn't the real PJ Walker. I think he's going to make some mistakes. This game could go one of two ways. It could be a thirty-five to twenty-eight shootout, or it can be a seventeen to ten shit show. I don't <laughs> think there's. I don't think there's an in between. Um, I think it all depends on the Panthers defense because if we can't stop Marcus Mariota, we're in big trouble. Um, Kyler Murray didn't get off the chain with his rushing, but Marcus Mariota has done a lot more designed quarterback runs. And I think Arthur Smith has done a great job of setting him free in that way. So um, I am tipping the Falcons. I think overall, they're a bit further into their development than the Panthers are right now, but I hope it's a great game to watch. Honourable losses. Come on. We want CJ Stroud.
0: CJ City. That's all we're calling Carolina at the moment. My goodness. All right, let's go quick fire. And I think we need to be better at quick fire here, Smitty. Um, because we've got some predictions to make. I, I can't believe it. Two weeks in a row, Teed's actually sent us his work for the week.
1: Unbelievable.
0: It's sorry, we, we keep referring back to the bingo card, people. Let me tell you. Uh, Jags, Broncos. Uh, Cop this, London.
1: Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Russell Wilson was apparently doing uh, high knees in the aisles while all his teammates were trying to sleep for four hours on the flight to London. And that sort of just sums up Russell Wilson at the minute. Uh, Very annoying and not very good for everyone else. Uh, So (laughs) there's a lot of funny memes on Twitter at the moment, actually, about Russell Wilson and on the plane to London. So if you've got a spare 15 minutes, just scroll through Twitter. But... (laughs) Uh, I don't think he plays in this game. Um, We know in Australia here with the AFL, there's no such thing as a one-week hamstring. And um, I think that'll be the case with Russ. I think he'll miss and I think the Jags will win. Why do I keep tipping the Jags?
0: (laughs) Yeah, I don't know, mate. Sometimes you just have to. I'll tell you what, though. Speaking of things that I want to put on the bingo card, if you'll allow me, because I haven't had this confirmed, but I'm going to make it. Double-digit times on the plane, Russell Wilson has walked up and down the aisles chanting, Broncos country, let's fly. And I think everyone (laughs) wants to kick shit out of him.
1: Yeah, well, um, (laughs) KJ Hamler actually uh, quote-tweeted one of the things and that was saying Russell Wilson did four hours of high-knees exercises and stretching in the aisles, and he said something like, he ain't lying. So it's true, (laughs) he really did, and that just sums up – uh, how obnoxious this man is.
0: Jags for mine as well. And like you, I, I feel great doing it. Uh, Cowboys, Bears, Tate will yeah. enjoy this, but they're going to need to stop the run. The Cowboys.
1: Yeah, they will. I think the Bears are posing a bigger threat by the week. I'm really liking what Justin Fields is doing. Uh, the Bears did make a big trade today, sending away Robert Quinn for a third round pick from the Eagles. So uh, they will lose some pass rush there, but they've had some really nice rookie production, uh, the Bears, on their pass rush. So um, as much as Robert, good player, good dump, and Chicago have, I think, $120 million in cap space. The next highest in the NFL is the Falcons with 56. They've got double the second highest team in cap space. So if they can't make a serious splash in this year's free agency, I don't know what they're doing, but the Cowboys will.
0: Yeah. Cowboys win for mine as well. And geez, it would be a bears thing if they screwed up free agency this year. Let's be honest. We love the people of Chicago, but we can't rule it out. Uh, Lions, Dolphins. um, Very simple. Whatever the overmark, the points market is for this one smack the over. I don't care that the Dolphins' defense has been great. They're not going to carry this team all the time. And when he's at home, he hasn't won a game for the Lions on the road. But when he's at home, Jared Goff looks like Peyton Manning. And when he's on the road, he looks like Ryan Leaf. So when he's at home, back the man in. He's doing beautifully. I know uh, Amon Ra is likely not to play. But this is going to be points galore. And I know I'm... I privately messaged you this, mate, but I'm going to go public with it here. A week too late, but it's going to be true. Tyreek Hill's going for 200 in this one.
1: Jesus, that's a bold call and a nice little, share, nice little nice little drive-by to Ryan Leaf, by the way. Um, yeah, look, the, the Lions just have to get something going here because the last two weeks offensively has been absolutely brutal. They are back at home, which is important because they had the road game the buy and then another road game. So back at home for the first time in a month. And, you know, they do get stuff going, but if they have no Amin Rae St. Brown and DJ Charks on IR, that's their two best pass catchers. DeAndre Swift should be back, but uh, I still think the Dolphins win.
0: Beautiful. Uh, still undefeated with, uh, with two of this year, the Dolphins, 10 and two in their last 12. You know, he's not a franchise quarterback. According to the haters, Vikings-Cardinals. I've had a long day. Vikings-Cardinals. Next up, mate. Yeah,
1: Vikings for me, but I can see the Cardinals keeping this one close and potentially winning. I Just it's still, it's the Vikings. I just, I can't fully trust them. <laughs> and I want to. I want to try, but I just can't. So I'm going to tip them, but I will throw the caveat in that, I wouldn't be surprised if the Cardinals somehow win.
0: Yeah. Look, I'm going to make a a deeper prediction than the result. This could be the game that breaks you because I think this is going to come down to the Vikings kicker. This game. Yes. Final play. And whatever happens from there, you are going to be annoyed. You're probably going to be annoyed that the Vikings didn't make it a bigger win because they should be winning this game. And if he misses... (laughs) Oh boy, <laughs> Smitty might just snap. Sorry. Yeah,
1: so Greg, Greg Joseph, best mm. have you kicking boots on, son.
0: Yeah, I would think so. Uh, Eagles Steelers, the Eagles making the trade as you mentioned earlier. I mean, a good team just got better, and and the Steelers, I mean, ill.
1: Yeah, I think this Eagles defense is going to absolutely feast on Kenny Pick. It. Um. I. Having Robert Quinn come in as a rotational pass rusher is absolutely insane. Um, The edge threats they have on this roster is unbelievable. Uh, With Brandon Graham, Hassan Reddick, and now Robert Quinn, they've also got Javon Hargrave and Fletcher Cox up the middle with Jordan Day. This defensive line... Runs eight, nine players deep. It's unbelievable. They're going to get so much pressure on Kenny Pickett, and we know that they have the ball hawks in the secondary with Darius Slay, James Bradbury, and Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. So I think the Eagles' defense has an absolute field day. Pittsburgh Steelers, total points under, whatever it is. I don't think they score a touchdown in this game.
0: Beautiful. And, of course, don't forget with Jordan Davis, he's the rookie, right? I'm thinking of the right guy. Yep. Yeah, the the from rookie.
1: Georgia.
0: Yeah, so he, he is the guy, I think it was nflscouts.com, I might have gotten that wrong, who had a glitch in their website, so it only had the first three words in his draft note. So it normally says, you know, great athlete, great hands, whatever it might be, yada, yada, yada. They list all the good things. Because it glitched, all it had for Jordan Davis was a big man. That's yep. it. <laughs> yep. which is a, it sums and it's not wrong it's, yeah, exactly yep. right it's perfectly surprised eagles for me texans titans now this is the exact kind of game that deserves quick fire because the texans are not good enough so they have to be boring and the titans have a record that suggests they shouldn't be boring but they are and i don't want to watch them
1: yeah i'm just gonna say a few words the titans win and i will be watching this game for one reason and one reason only Damian Pierce.
0: Hey, Smitty. Yes. Texans win.
1: Oh, I would love it. I would see it. You're, you're doing what I did last year.
0: <laughs> it was this game except, too, wasn't
1: it? Yeah, was it the except Colts? the the tight, No, it was the it was the Texans. Except the Titans were. Um, were they undefeated at that stage, or they were first in the AFC? First seed,
0: yeah. Number one, seed. yeah. They were the yeah. first
1: seed, and the Texans were down the bottom, and yeah. So you, yeah. you, you're looking to just, uh, you know, rain on my parade here, Daz.
0: Oh, actually, that wasn't what my thought process going in, mate. But let, let's finish with the Colts, Commanders, and just to
1: just really end the game predictions on a downer, because why not? Yeah. Commanders. The Colts are starting Sam Ellinger. Who? I hear the collective NFL fans cry. Texas legend Sam Ellinger. Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, the Commanders actually somewhat impressed me last week. I don't know why mm. I'm saying that, but they did. Um, well, they beat the Packers. Defense, it's a good start. Their defense, yeah, but we're, we're talking about the Packers at the moment, Daz. Yeah, it's true. It, it's not at a high prestige as it was uh, 12 to 18 months ago, but their defense did a really good job of putting pressure on and stopping the run, which was the massive thing. If they can stop Jonathan Taylor like they stopped the Green Bay Packers run game last week, they're going to put Sam Mellinger into uncomfortable situations and force mistakes, giving Taylor Heineke short fields and easy opportunities to score. So I'm taking the commanders. Yeah, I'm
0: taking the commanders as well. Let's get into the locks now. Not only do we like making these locks, the lock order is now locked. Because for three weeks in a row now, it's been you one, me two, Teed three. And, and and Teed getting it wrong is just, you know, just kind of what happens now. It's part of the furniture.
1: Yeah. yeah. I'm, Smith- I'm happy to be sitting in the number one spot because I'm pretty confident that the Bengals win this game very easily. And the fact they're favored by a field goal is music to my ears. So I'll happily lock the Bengals.
0: I like it. I'm going to back Greg Joseph in. I'm going to lock the Vikings. Oh, no. And <laughs> yeah, thank look, God it's I- not me. I- <laughs> yeah, because you locked the Vikings against the Dolphins, didn't you? And it took way too long in that game for them to realise they can actually hold on to the football. So I've already was locked the most Vikings stressful this year.
1: four hours of my yeah. life. <laughs> yeah.
0: It was. And Teed has locked the Raiders. So throw your house and your neighbor's house on the Saints.
1: That's that's my tip. The Saints. Hit. This man
0: I is
1: 2-5. I could not be happier that he locked the Raiders, seeing as though I went on a massive spiel before saying the Saints are going to win this game. That is, ignore my whole analysis about the Saints, TDs and Threes fans. Clip that part about us, man, that <laughs> Ted has locked the Raiders and use that as your only reason to trust the Saints <laughs> this week.
0: <laughs> I
1: love it. Let's get to your certs, mate.
0: Four and a half games behind Colin you are where this will be – just before the midweek point, so you'd like to get one or two back. Three and a half. No, four and a half.
1: I'm I'm 15 and a half. He's 19, isn't he? He's 20. Oh Jesus, I've got some work to do then. Uh, the Baltimore to the Baltimore Ravens tomorrow would be a great start, considering they're plus one and a half against the Bucks. We're pretty confident that the Ravens are going to do a bit of a number on Tom Brady. So let's start that way. Let's go to the New Orleans Saints, plus one and a half. Thank you, Teed, for locking the Raiders. You have made my job a hell of a lot easier, my friend. Let's go down to the New York Jets, plus two and a half against the Patriots. I can't understand why they're not favored in this game. They're playing at home. Yes, they lost Brees Lightning, but come on now. The Patriots stunk it up on Monday Night Football and off a shorter week. I think the Jets can win that game. The Washington Commanders plus three against the Colts. Can you notice a trend here, uh, Daz? I've picked four underdogs, going we with have. your little going with your little theory that I'll let you explain after my last pick. So the Commanders plus three against the Colts, and I will go one favorite, and that is the Seattle Seahawks minus three, because I'm fairly certain that I'm going to jinx the Giants and the Seahawks will win by double figures.
0: And there's something coming in a second that might just reiterate the giants' jinx, mate. So yeah, for all you punters out there, and I uh, highly recommend that you don't put anything that you can't afford to lose on here. But if you had have backed every single underdog, all of them, regardless of if you think they were going to win, just flat out, as soon as you wake up on a Thursday our time, so Thursday morning, which I've done this for, all the way through, you and put the exact same amount of money on them, so you don't fluctuate at all. That's called a unit you would be currently in the last two weeks, you would be up over 11 units. So 10 bucks per game. There's a cheeky little hundred for you all up and all up for the year. We're still around 12. It's extraordinary. Uh, Sorry, 13.78. I've read the wrong thing. 13.78 units in total. Extraordinary. And of course, here are some of the underdogs, Smithy throughout that we think are going to give it a good shake. The Ravens, the saints, your Panthers yep. are still looking okay. Uh, the Cardinals, we think, might keep it close. The Jets are underdogs. I've backed the Texans. That game a lot closer in the betting. The Giants, if we're not a Moz, $2.30, they can get up as well. We've backed the Commanders. they outsiders. I mean, it could be another big week for it. And the 2021-22 season, we don't count the COVID seasons because weird things happen. You would have been up 18 and a half units as well. So, extraordinary for all you punters yep. out there.
1: So I'm using the numbers to my advantage with four underdogs and a Moz. (laughs) And a Moz. I like it. All right, let's go to TDs, TDs. And
0: uh, look, he's two and five in the locks. Why do we give this man in a segment? Let's be honest. Smitty, we might need some 360-degree feedback halfway through the year if this goes to absolute poo.
1: Well, I've got the answer for you about why we give him a segment still. Was because it? we sucked just as bad at it and we don't <laughs> want the stress of doing it anymore. So we'll just palm that, that off to him.
0: That's a great point.
1: All right. Let's go to QB, Daniel Jones, who I spoke about before. Uh, the man with the fourth most 10-plus yard runs in the NFL so far this season. Teed thinks that he can run on this Seattle Seahawks defense into the end zone. Don't mind it. David Montgomery against his Cowboys. A little reverse jinx there as well, expecting the Bears to put up points on his Cowboys. But we know that this Bears offense is extremely run heavy, and if they get anywhere near the end zone, David Montgomery will be the man. Wide receiver Amari Cooper from the Cleveland Browns, expecting Jacoby Brissett to move the ball on the Bengals. Bold strategy, my friend. Hopefully it pays (laughs) off for you. Tight end. Tight end. Tyler Higby, considering Tyler Higby and Cooper Cup are the only players that Matthew Stafford passes to, not a bad no, strategy, bad. considering yeah. me and Daz have already mozzed him for the whole season. <laughs> pretty bad strategy. So, uh, struggling so far, our man. And he picked the Rams' defense special teams to force a turnover on Jimmy G, which, look, after he's Hail Mary from the five-yard line last week, I can sort of understand the pick.
0: And I'll tell you what, he's also going underdogs as well. All four of those teams, because he doubled up on the Rams, are outsiders this week.
1: Oh, look at him. He's attention. Who would have (laughs) thought?
0: Not us. Let's put it that way. All right, mate. Sign us off in your signature style and shout out to Teed, the great man. He's not listening to us because he doesn't when he's here, but hope the great man's doing well.
1: Absolutely, mate. Shout out to Teed. Live it up in the 305, my friend. Thank you for listening. Make sure to follow us and share with a friend hope you enjoy week eight of the nfl season good luck to your team unless it's the atlanta falcons but most importantly stay safe